0: hey everyone i'm going to be talking about why the next one two and three years matters the most for your property investing so whether you're brand new or whether you already have investment properties the next few years are going to be critical and this video will go about telling you exactly how you can capitalize on them do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Now, often people think that how hard can it be? How hard can it be to buy investment property, right? Like in the long term, it will do well. And that's true. And if all you want to do is buy one investment property and have it go up after 10 or 20 years, then to be honest with you guys, you don't really need me. You don't really need anyone else. It's not that hard. And the reason is basically every place in Australia performs very similarly regardless of where and when you buy. So let's prove that for a a moment. Regardless of where you buy, regional capital cities, anywhere at all, basically everything goes up between five and 7%, but you should never trust me blind. You should never trust anyone blindly. Everyone is an expert on property. So let me qualify my opinion. I've got a table in front of me and I'm just gonna read you some statistics. So Sydney from 1990 to 2020 has gone up 5% per annum. On average, Melbourne 5.7, Brisbane 5.2, Adelaide 5.3, Perth 5.3, Hobart 6.1, Darwin 5, and Canberra 5.7. Regional areas, we're talking like Newcastle's, Bendigo's, the Ballarat's, the Oranges, the Hobart's, Oranges, um, Launceston's, the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast, all these regional areas, Cairns, they've all gone up between 5 and 7% as well over the last 30 years. So The next few years are critical the next few years are critical and the reason for that is that property markets don't grow in a linear fashion right so just because i've just told you that sydney market grows at five percent per annum doesn't mean that every single year it's going to grow by exactly five percent it goes up there's booms There's drops, there's plateaus, there's steep gradients, there's shallow gradients on the up and the down. It's not circular, it's not cyclical in a perfect round way. So the way that mathematics works is that if you want to develop a passive income of six figures, let's say in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you need most of that growth to be skewed at the front end of your ownership of that property or portfolio. Okay, in the long-term, everything will do well, but if you want to accumulate assets quickly, you can't afford to buy a property that will be flat for the next five years and then have a boom and then be flat again. Because think about this, let's take two examples. One investor buys in Brisbane, let's say in 2011 and another investor with the same amount let's call it 400,000 buys in Newcastle let's say in 2011 so they're both investors with $400,000 to spend in terms of their first property purchase one person buys in Brisbane one in Newcastle let me illustrate this point of why short term growth is so important and why the next 2 or 3 years will give you this opportunity the person who bought in Brisbane Like for the last 10 years, Brisbane property prices, detached um, homes, detached dwellings, have grown by about 20%, right? So that investor, even after 10 years of holding a freestanding freehold property in a capital city, has made 20% on $400,000, right? They haven't even cracked enough equity for another house after 10 years. Now take another investor who said, okay, well, I'm not just going to follow the herd. I'm not just going to go by what these property experts say. I'm actually going to follow the data. And they bought in Newcastle. So that investor in three years or in two years actually would have had enough equity in Newcastle um, to have bought another one or two investment properties. In two years in Newcastle, you would have made at least $100,000. And then after three, two or three years in 2013 or 14, they let's say bought in Hobart. In another two years, they would have made another 150, 200K, right? And then you use, would have used that money to then buy in a place like Geelong around 2016. In one or two years, once again, made 100, $200,000 and you buy in a place like Ballarat. Um, and once again, for, we're all talking sub $400,000 purchases, by the way, and then in a year or two, you've made $100,000, $200,000, and you pay, buy buying a place like Orange, or Albury, or Bendigo, I'm trying to make the point, right, that first investor started with the same capital, and wasn't able to grow his portfolio, the second investor started with the same capital, was able to build his portfolio of between 5 and 10 properties, in literally 10 years, now... That first investor could have been many of you guys, I don't know. That second investor, that's exactly what I did, right? So not buying in a capital city for the sake of it because the data shows that capital cities don't outperform regional areas, right? The data shows that regionals don't outperform capital cities in the long term. It's about the next two, three years. That's where we want to focus our attention because that's how we build our portfolio. If I had invested in Brisbane, which is where I live at the moment, 10 years ago, I would not be making these videos because I would have been sitting on a property, basically a dud thinking property investing doesn't work. Instead, I'm sitting here just over 10 years later with 120K passive income telling you that it's possible to buy eight, nine, 10 properties in 10 or 12 years by following short term data methods, by following markets that will grow in the first one, two, three years. And I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, "All right, PK, well, get off your high horse, back then it was possible to buy properties under $400,000, right now it's not possible, that's what you're thinking. But really I'm here to encourage you to say, I've just made the point that over the long term, Regional areas perform just as well as capital cities. There are limitless, there are countless regional areas right now that you can invest in outside of Sydney, Melbourne. In fact, you don't even need to go regional. There are capital cities that you can invest in. Under four, five hundred thousand dollars, where you can replicate exactly what I've done, where the data stacks up perfectly for a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar growth in the first one or two years, you can take that equity buy again and again and again. Don't have a myopic view of just buying in Sydney, Melbourne. Don't have that view, right? And I just did a video on how apartments make for very poor investment decisions. Apartments are seldom good choices to buy. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, all right, well. I'm not really sold on this whole regional story, (laughs) despite what the data says. All I can afford is an apartment. Well, here's why you shouldn't do that. Once again, don't listen to me, here's the data. I'm gonna share with you some data that will dispel your want to buy an apartment. I know what you guys are thinking, you guys think that, you know wherever the shops are, wherever the schools are, wherever the cafes are, wherever the water is, wherever there's lifestyle, lifestyle, um, components, convenience factors, that is where makes for a good property investment. And why not just buy an uh, an apartment there? Like if you're in Sydney, you're probably thinking, what what makes what's wrong in buying an investment property, an apartment in Bankstown or West Ride or Westmead or Epping or Hornsby or Strathfield? Well, let me share with you some data. In New South Wales, if you bought in Bankstown five years ago, you would have made a total growth, not average, a total growth of 6.5% in an apartment over the entire five years. That is not enough to get you that second, third, fourth property. You need 100, 150k growth in the first two years to make an investment property worthwhile. That's really the litmus test of whether you've you know conducted elite property investing west ride the total growth in the last 5 years was 7.7% westmead like a nice area right -3.7% epping 9% like even 9% or 10% after 5 years is peanuts that's not what we want hornsby 0.6% strathfield 4.7% burwood 1.8 haymarket -8 um, Castle Hill, like, you know, really nice place, you know, good mall, all that kind of thing. Everyone wants to live in Castle Hill. Apartments, 2.5% growth over the last five years. Like, ridiculous. Homebush, zero, nothing. Nada, Auburn negative two and if you're in Victoria let me give you some Victorian stats so Abbotsford apartments we're all talking about five hundred six hundred thousand dollar apartments here on average you know maybe a little bit less in some suburbs 13% in Abbotsford 13% growth in five years is really not setting yourself up to extract equity and buy again and again this is a really terrible result South Bank negative two percent Right. I've just done a video on why apartments are lousy. Go check that out. But here's the proof again. Doncaster, negative 0.1%. So once again, I want you to take away from this the fact that, you know, long-term growth is always going to be there you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that but short-term growth is what we need it's imperative but don't make the mistake of buying an apartment just because you don't have six seven hundred thousand dollars to spend all the properties that i've ever purchased residentially are under five hundred thousand you can do this in capital cities you can do this in regional areas without having to buy an apartment all right so Look, what can you do right now to actually put this into action, right? The key takeaways that I've already shared with you are long-term growth is great, but you need short-term growth. You need that thing to go up by 100, 150 in the next one or two years to be able to take equity because that is how wealth is created. Generational wealth is created over decades. But if you want to leave your job or have flexibility or just want to spend more time with your family in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you need each and every property to grow in the first one to two years whilst being positive cash flow. That is an imperative. That's just something you need. It's not like we're in the 1990s, right? It's more difficult these days. That's just the harsh reality. So the first thing is chase short-term growth. And you won't get that by following infrastructure trends or by following population growth or by following migration trends, all that kind of thing. Brisbane had the biggest population growth of almost any capital city over the last 10 years, but like I've just demonstrated, capital growth of 18%. Those two things aren't correlated. So the first thing, is you need short-term growth, that's the first takeaway. The second takeaway is don't limit yourself to Sydney and Melbourne. You're not going to get positive cash flow there, and you may not get short-term growth in all instances. Be open to buying regionally. Don't make the mistake of thinking regional underperforms. It doesn't over the long term, and there are countless regional areas that will make you more money in the short term than you will make by buying in Sydney or Melbourne. Number three, don't buy an apartments. Just because you don't have four, five, six hundred thousand dollars to spend doesn't mean you need to go buy an apartment because it's cheap, right? You don't need to do that. Apartments underperform, I've proved that. You know, stay clear of apartments. Now, how do we take these three principles and put them into practice? Well, the first thing is you need the right team. To buy interstate, to buy borderless, you need a conveyancer, mortgage broker, quantity surveyor, accountant and a property manager or property managers around Australia. That is essential. What you don't need is a buyer's agent, all right? A lot of times buyer's agents say you need a team and they kind of conveniently conveniently slip in the fact that you need a buyer's agent. You don't need a buyer's agent. All of this can be done remotely without a buyer's agent using data. The second thing you need to implement the first three principles is you need to understand true data now by true data i mean things like inventory levels days on market trends Um, stock on market percentages, developable land supply schemes, building approval schemes, you know, job advertisement trends, all these types of things, not just yields, not just historical growth, not just vacancy rates. Those are very simple things guys, don't make your property decision based on those simple factors. And the third thing you need to unlearn, you need to unlearn the fact that you should be buying properties based on You know, the market sentiment, or based on how much infrastructure is going in, or based on whether the economy is thriving, or the workforce is increasing, or whether it has a good lifestyle appeal, or migration trends, those things impact long-term growth. It's not that they're not important. They impact long-term growth, but long-term growth is there anyway, basically anywhere you buy. I just proved that at the start by sharing with you some statistics around Australia. So long-term growth kind of takes care of itself unless you make a massive mistake and that's not really hard to avoid making those mistakes, but the way that mathematics works is we need the majority of our capital growth skewed to the front end of our acquisition phase, skewed to the start of your property investment journey because the way that arithmetic works is that any growth upon more growth in the short term is more okay I'll just say that again growth that happens on earlier growth is more all right that's just the definition of compounding right when you get initial growth and any future growth which will happen anyway in the long term like I've said will be more because you've had initial growth so if you want to buy multiple assets you need to buy at your first investment property or your next investment property that will have short-term growth so that you can take equity and then you can build Um, you can build a portfolio by multiple assets and then future growth will always be there but we need to quickly buy investment properties to build an asset base that will start multiplying in value because of the rule of compounding right but you can only get that if you follow true data not stuff like infrastructure that only kicks in after five or ten years we need that short-term growth so hopefully hopefully that's all making sense guys like i'm sharing this with you From experience, I know this is very contrary to basically what everyone says, all the buyers, agents, property investment companies, all that stuff, because it's very easy to sell you a story that, oh, yeah, you know, big shopping center coming in, Bunnings coming in, Westfield coming in, all this sort of thing happening, you know, growth corridor, population trends, buy here, brand new house and land package, duplex, Ipswich, Logan, North Lakes, Narangba, you know, all this kind of thing. It's very easy to say that, but that's not going to serve you. What's going to serve you is by telling you the truth, The truth is a little bit more difficult um, than what people make it out to seem. But you need, in this day and age, you know, we're not in the 90s. You can't buy 200 properties in two years. We're starting in 2021. You need every single property to grow. In the short term, and be positive cash flow in the next few years in real estate in Australia afford us the perfect opportunity where there's plenty of regional areas and secondary cities that are booming, that are about to boom, and really, you know, there's no excuse for you not making a hundred thousand dollars this time next year if you follow the data. All right, guys. Well, hopefully that is awesome. Happy investing and peace. <laughs>